Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to a new week, which we're already in. I guess this is work hump day. I know many of you are listening to this probably aren't working the traditional work week if you unless you're retired uh, or you're retired. Anyway, whatever we call it, it's Wednesday, and I'm so happy to welcome all of you to the show, and I thank you, all the listeners, as always. And I see I have a listener on. Rob. Hi, Robin. <laughs> it's good to see you. All is good. Hopefully we can catch up soon. Anyway, guys, it's a great day, and I'm just sitting here setting up, getting ready to go on, and I see that the title of the show is Understanding and Balancing the Spiritual Body. Well, there must have been a little miscommunication because I'm actually doing Understanding and Balancing or the spiritual part of our lives not the spiritual body that the I know the spiritual body is out there and there's some um, other modalities that talk about the spiritual body it is not one that the higher self so I don't really know anything about the spiritual body but so the information I'll be giving to you guys to get today the healing I'll be doing will be coming from the viewpoint or the perspective that I'm aware of and that I'm I know about and I can share with you feeling good about about what I'm saying. I, I don't know about the body, so I'm just owning it, guys, that I'm ignorant about the spiritual body. Maybe it's the same thing that I'll be talking about. I'm just not sure. Anyway, the t- so today is understanding the spiritual and healing. Where I'm going to be doing a healing after I talk about it a little bit. The healing on the places in our lives where we're out of balance spiritually. So that's what the healing is going to be about. Now, as you recall from last week, Suzanne had asked me to do a show on the spiritual and the physical. And I did the show last week on the physical. So I'm not going to repeat it, but this week then, because of her request, it was very helpful. And I've never done anything like this, actually, a specific show on the spiritual. So I felt... It was a fabulous idea, and I appreciate it, and thank Suzanne yet again. Um, okay, now, the people who listen to this show most likely are all very spiritual, and a lot of what I'm going to say is going to be, well, of course, or maybe, hmm, I didn't think of it from that point of view, but certainly fits, whatever. The, you know, but, but the bottom line is that the audience that would be listening to my show is already very active in the spiritual part of life, and therefore, um, you all would already, you know, have people who already basically understand and would and are interested. So, you know, that's nice for me. I I don't have to swim uphill and try try and I and I never would anyway try to convince anyone, um, but. You know, I had to go in the other day and just knowing I would be doing the show and seeing if I could get some sort of definition of 
what being spiritual meant or what spirituality meant. And because I went online, you know, I went did the Google thing. And, oh, my gosh, there is just reams of stuff talking about the meaning of spirituality and how it is defined over the century and in different religions and in different modalities, including New Age thinking. And I thought, whoa, you know, I, this is more than my show. I'm not going to give you the history of spirituality or anything like that. But I, I came to see that different modalities and approaches, different viewpoints kind of define it differently. And so I'm just going to tell you what the higher selves gave to me. They said, spirituality is simply the genuine interest and caring for the physical, mental, psychological, emotional well-being of yourself and others. I mean, how how simple is that? It's very, very simple definition. Now, what do I mean by genuine? Uh, what do they mean by genuine? Genuine simply is that it comes from the heart and you're not doing something for others in order to manipulate them perhaps or maybe you're expecting something in return so that there's strings. It comes from that purity of intention, uh, that genuine genuine interest in caring for others. So that's what that means. And the physical, mental, psychological, and emotional well-being of others just means that spirituality or being spiritual it addresses any part of of the life pattern, whether it's mental, emotional, whatever. You you to to and of course you can't address all of them at once. Usually you're addressing one or two perhaps and not all of them, or maybe it is all, at least indirectly it affects them all. But in any case, the the this definition is not meant to in any way, shape or form bring to anyone Feelings, oh, I'm not doing enough. Okay, I'm only addressing their physical state. Well, I'm not doing enough. You know, so the definition is offering the many options, many possibilities where spirituality can play out. It's not saying, well, if you're only working on the mental or you're only working on the emotional and not the physical, that, you know, you're not doing enough. So please, in this simple definition, and of course, you know, it's me talking, so... <laughs> It's not ever about finding fault or finding yourself lacking in any way. Now, there's it's pretty simple, but there may be a question that many of you will think. And the first one that comes to mind, I guess, that, that some of you will have is, why do I include the well, our own well-being? So it's the, you know, so again, spirituality is the genuine interest and caring for the physical, mental, psychological, and emotional well-being of yourself and others of yourself is in this definition. Now, the question might be, well, why of ourselves? And it's a logic, logical question because we come from, so many of us come from many different spiritual backgrounds, and many of those backgrounds, just even in this life, let alone the other lives, meant that to be still meant that you were giving to others. There was never, or I can't say never, but often the idea of giving to yourself was not included because if you're giving to yourself you're either you know selfish or you know egocentric or or something like that and so the spirituality often 
was defined as giving to others. But I want to bring to you guys' attention, of course, this is me talking, so you know I say things all about every week about this, but guess what? Every individual has a pure soul essence, every single individual. So that means that we, each of us, is as important, as significant as every other individual. So if we are giving to others or showing interest in helping the well-being of others and not ourselves, it means that we are sacrificing ourselves. Our, um, we're out of balance, guys. And guess what? That isn't spiritual. Because if we're not focusing on our own well-being, we aren't, we aren't caring equally for all individuals involved. Now, you know about that, I'm sure, on other shows many times, that we can be selfishing and give to others at our own expense. We wouldn't want to give to ourselves at others' expense either. It's not about giving to ourselves or others or in any way or caring at anybody else's. It's about let's pay attention to each individual, including ourselves, and bringing in the well-being, you know, and helping to bring in the well-being where we can. Now, now uh, again, of course, we may not be able to help in all areas, but this, again, doesn't mean that we're failing, and I talked to you all about that. But let's just say you're, you know, the fact is that we each, you know, each, well, it's the idea of helping, the idea of caring and sharing and helping the well-being of, of others is really determined on a moment-to-moment basis. So, for example, let's say you're, you're ill and you're in the hospital recovering. You're bedridden. You can't get up around. What what is there that you can do? You're you're helping yourself. You're doing what you need to do. Being at the hospital, you're you know taking care to get well. So you're paying attention to yourself. Don't do anything else. However, the your roommate. You have a roommate who's also really ill. You can't do anything for her. You're not a doctor. You can't get up. You can't even hold her hand or anything. But you know what? You could maybe listen. You can listen to her woes, her troubles, her fears, and that is being spiritual, being genuine and caring about that person and helping their well-being. Well, how does listening help their well-being? But I think you already know the answer to that question. It simply, it simply is going to help her feel supported, feel heard, feel like she has a friend maybe, that she's not alone, that whatever, she is going to feel better. You have helped her well-being simply by listening. So, again, the definition is not about, oh, my gosh, I have to tackle this, that, and the other. No, it's an unended idea of spirituality that allows people to do what they can to help their own well-being and the well-being of someone else simply on a moment-to-moment basis. What opportunities present yourself to them? To you? What, what, what opportunities present, are presented to you? Now, another you may be uh, someone who has young kids 
a full-time job, and you just moved to a new state. I mean, your life is in total disarray, shock, and stress up the wall. You're not going to be able to go find, you know, a shelter and do a lot of volunteering. This doesn't mean that you can't be in your journey, as, you know, in your arrival and your, you know, your journey around uh, within your new location. Perhaps at work, you know, you're new to that job because you've just moved. You discover there's a one of your coworkers is seems upset, and maybe people make fun of her behind her back, or she gets a little bull or something. You're at work. You don't have to take away from your family time. You, again, may just be able to go to her and be a friend. Not a false friend, but one, you know what I'm talking about, one that just says, hey, you know, um, how are you doing? Uh, What's that? What's going on? You know, just talking to her. And you can talk to her on a break. You don't have to take away from your work. Show her that you care. And just that can add greatly to her sense of well-being. Just knowing they're there who actually came and talked to her. Um, now, other times in life, we can do much more. Sometimes something good happens to us, really good, and we, we're so happy and feel so fortunate that we decide to pay it forward and we take up some activity where we're giving back. That's terrific. There may be times where something tragic happens to us, like we lose a child or something. And we're determined to turn that tragedy into something to help others. So maybe we decide to donate the organs of the child, or maybe we set up a foundation or some sort of website with whatever issue the child has. And you, you guys have all seen these kinds of things where the parents are very involved in finding cures for certain diseases or finding supports for families who have children in the same type of situation. So anyway, there's many different ways we can be spiritual sometimes small but significant. No matter how small, each and every spiritual action helps someone's well-being, sometimes large. Maybe we're helping on a global scale. You know, there's, you know, the um, Bill Gates of the world that set up these gigantic foundations and are really, you know, and, you know, there's many, many philanthropists out there that really help in a big way. Each of us, can always, not can always, each of us needs to do it on our own timing, our own situation, and our own condition. Just don't have a major foundation doesn't mean we aren't tremendously spiritual. Doesn't mean that. We find our own ways. Sometimes it's a little bit in the background. Sometimes it's more, more active, more out front. If we're retired and we don't have a, a lot of... Um, you know, a full-time job, we may become involved in some volunteer work. But again, if you're not into volunteer work, you'll find another way to do it. Maybe you're maybe you're the sort of the neighborhood uh, the neighborhood leader, and you you decide well you need a neighborhood watch in your area, and you go about setting up the neighborhood watch to help with the well-being for people to feel safe and feel have. Uh, neighbors that care and that will pay attention and notice if their house has been broken into or something. So 
there are many, many different ways, many different avenues. There's no right and wrong here. What works for you, what helps you bring an increased sense of well-being to others in whatever way, that's what it is. That's what being spiritual means. So this is an open-ended kind of definition, not one that is going to close down and make anyone feel lacking in any way, I hope. Now, please note, there is nothing in this definition that says you have to believe in something, in anything, does it? No, because in fact, belief is not a requirement. It doesn't mean you can't believe in something. You have the choice. So, for example, if you're involved with your church or your synagogue or any other kind of uh, spiritual environment, you certainly can have that be part of your spiritual life. But it also means you can be an absolute atheist and still be just as spiritual. So this is an inclusive definition that doesn't make a rule saying you have to follow a certain pathway. It's allowing you to be who you are and play out the spiritual sense and the, the, the in, intentions that you have within, because I think so many of us have that intention, you can follow it in the ways that it works for you. Now, you can be involved in a church or a synagogue, but it, being involved may not necessarily be spiritual. Like, for example, let's say your your spouse insists that you go every week because you, you need to role model for your kids and, and all of that, but you just go, you put in the motions, and you're not really involved in the, ch- in the church or the synagogue. You just go because, you know, you want to be supportive to your spouse. Uh, that's for the reason. But this but going and putting through the motions in church actually doesn't have any effect on whether you're a spiritual person or not. It has no effect at all because there isn't a requirement that you that spirituality needs to play out through church. In fact, this gentleman, he goes through the motions in church. He doesn't pay any attention to the sermons. He's busy doing whatever in his head trying to figure out the next day's work thing, but it turns out he's someone who has his own business, and he so he's the boss, and he, he has 50 people working under him, and he's one that his spirituality because he really pays attention to all of his employees. It's very important to him that they know that if they have something personal going on in their lives, that he cares about it, that he cares about them. And he wants to know about it and see if there's something he can do to help. And so he's made it clear in that company that the door is open and that they this is not going to get them fired, that he's going to support them. And so when somebody comes and says, you know, I have a very ill child and it's very hard for me to, to find someone who's going to care properly, I need to take some time off, he's one that will say, absolutely, you have your job waiting for you when your child gets better. And that's how he plays out his spirituality. So the fact that he goes through the motions in church really makes has no effect on his spiritual nature, on his way to help the well-being of others. So I just want to keep that in mind, that, that 
just like with everything, the higher self, not talk in shoulds and musts and have tos and always and nevers. They they are very, very open-ended and they want us all to play out where in the area that it's right for us. Now, let's not forget, before I get to the healing, we have to take care of our own well-being. So we have to pay attention to where we are and how we're feeling, how our lives are going. Whatever is important to us, let's pay attention to it. So last week, I talked about caring for our physical bodies. That's one area. I don't need to repeat it, but that's one area that we want to address and uh, in ways, and I don't need to repeat that. And it wasn't all about, well, you should do this, you should exercise. You should. There was a lot different last week. So if you haven't heard it, I encourage you to listen to it. In any case, that's one area, but we're multifaceted, multi-layered, multi-dimensional beings. We have feelings, we have misunderstandings, we have needs, we have all sorts of things going on that we can pay attention to. And, you know, often we don't. Often we avoid them. We have many avoidance techniques, guys. We're all guilty of this one. We watch too much TV. We, you know, uh, eat too much. We take drugs of some sort. We drink too much. We, whatever we do, we, we, we can very, very often we've got workarounds and coping styles to avoid really paying attention of where we are and how we're feeling and on our own ability to ourselves feel better, our own well-being. We often kind of get, you know, put under the rug, just swept under that rug and the rug goes down and we try not to look at it anymore. So we've all been been through that. We've all done that. We all are probably still doing it in some ways. And I'm thinking because I'm talking to the I'm talking to that that many of us are really trying to pay attention. We are really trying to get the help. And I don't think you'd be listening to the show if you weren't uh, getting the help. And there are many other modalities that can help us. Many, many others. This isn't the only one. Uh, it, but it's really important that we find ways to pay attention to ourselves and to work on our own well-being. And it isn't being self-involved, as I said earlier on, to pay attention to yourself. It doesn't mean we're being egotistical or prideful or anything like that. It's that we want to address the well-being of ourselves and others in a balanced manner. And that's being spiritual, guys. Okay. So that's sort of the general introduction about being spiritual or spirituality, and sure, there's much more that I could speak on, but that's what came up for me for this show. And now I'm going to do the healing. I have no idea where it's going to go, so your guess is as good as mine, but it should be interesting. Uh, I've never done a healing specifically on spirituality, so I'm in the dark as you are. But anyway, you know how it goes. We quiet the mind, get comfortable, take a few deep breaths, just listen to my voice. I'm just having some water. I do want to say that there is construction going on at the apartment right next to me. 
and yesterday it was immensely noisy. So if it comes up again, I may pause or something and let the noise go for a bit. I'm not sure how I'm going to handle it, but it's very quiet right now, so hopefully it will be quiet the whole time. Okay. So we are all moving into the now moment. I see the wheel and we're all around the rim. There are so many people around this rim. It's very exciting. And there are many here that aren't actually listening to the show or the archive shows. So that means that we are drawing in other souls. Um, And I think Jane and company are part of that. (laughs) They are inviting certain souls in. uh, And I, I'm pretty sure I've talked a little bit about Jane and Company, but I'm not going to digress here. Um, it's, whatever it is, it is. My next book is going to be on Jane and Company. So, okay, so the wheeling set up, the now moment is being activated. And again, just a reminder we're calling in the mind's eye. You can notice noises in the background, that's fine, but just keep the focus of attention honed in. Just a technique, hone it in up to my voice so that we move into that intense focus, that place of focus where we can now focus on increasing and extending the now moment to become the forever now moment. And it is moving very smoothly. It is moving to encompass the totality of all those individuals here, the totality of the soul process for each and every each and every soul here and that their souls past, present, and future here. So this is going to be encompassing even people who listen to the show a year from now and um, they will already be part of this forever now moment. So the, uh, the forever now moment, that st- time-space continuum has been brought into uh, an full effect now and I would like all of us now to focus on that pure soul essence, that symbolic DNA that each and every one of us carries from the originating source of all there is. And this pure soul essence is everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. In essence, it is part of the forever now moment. The It's the totality of the originating source that we hold within It's a very powerful energy, the purest and most perfect and most potent point that each and every individual has. It is what does the work for us when we do these healings, and we've invited it in by using that focus of attention. So I see the light is permeating and pulsing in through and around the totality of our physical bodies, our mind, the mind of this life, and soul at every single level, the totality of the soul process. It's very beautiful light. It's very uh, brilliant light. And it is calling in even more souls that are partaking of the light. Many of them are souls that are unaware that they carry their own light. And it feels, um, for many of them, like some sort of, uh, I would say, bliss or salvation. That's what I would say. For some, it feels like bliss or salvation. For others who are perhaps um, a little further up on the frequency, it feels 
you know, they're very appreciative because it's the next level of frequency. There's something in the light that they need for their, their next movement forward. And so it's there's a lot of different uh, responses to this light, but it's but it's beautiful. And just by being here on the show, we are helping others. This is another way we are being to others. Okay, so... Now I am asking that we all focus on the higher selves, the conglomerate higher selves. That's the higher selves, yours and mine, all of ours, in a conglomerate form, and we are becoming one, amount with that energy, and also that energy is amalgamating with the totality of each of us, at the at the totality of each of our soul processes. So again, the origin the Higher selves are moving in and becoming part of this forever now moment, filling uh, the time-space continuum with their their energy as well. Also part of the divine will, um, they're in a divine will dimension, and we do have to invite them in as well. And because they are part of all of us, it's, it's as if we've invited ourselves to the table. And again, this is something that will help our own well-being simply by amalgamating with the part of ourselves that are vibrating and resonating at that divine level and that can help us in many ways, known and unknown. I mean, ways we can't even imagine they help. Just amalgamating with it is improving our own well-being. Okay, so the next and last piece is that we want to be uh, absorbed, compassed, amalgamated with the originating source of all there is. And I do see us all being engulfed and encompassed by the womb energy, that creative life force energy that is so desirous to create, uh, to bring, to give birth to, to bring to higher levels. And that is what this energy will be working on during this healing is to move each and every one of us up in frequency, up in understanding, and because we've invited the amalgamation in, we will be always working at the very highest level. All right, I'm sorry, but I have to drink a little something. Okay, so the the next step is we're going to activate that rainbow bridge energy that brings all of our chakras into alignment with the originating source, brings them into a very high state of efficiency, the highest that we can be that them in at this moment. And it also creates that rainbow bridge from our chakras down to becoming the the spokes of the wheel to create at the center of this symbolic wagon wheel, the hub, the rainbow bridge platform. And what I'm seeing now, are literally taking pieces. It's not really pieces because it's a symbol, but symbolically it's as if um, each and every individual on the rim is um, sending its spiritual element to the center of the hub, to the hub. And the all the elements, all the pieces are creating a symbolic spiritual self that represents it's a conglomerate uh spiritual self. I guess I just said that. Um 
it's all it's encompassing the spiritual self symbolically of all of us, which means we're going to be working on healing all of us at once during this healing. And so everyone is going to get help with this with this healing. Every single person. There because there's elements here from everyone. Okay. Now the first thing that, that comes to mind, the first thing that this symbol is absolutely showing me beyond a shadow of a doubt, is it, it is presenting itself to me as light. It looks humanoid in, in nature, not particularly male or female, more sort of a humanoid human figure with arms and legs and a head and that kind of thing. But it's of light, which is, you know, normally I don't see that. Um, but I think because it's the spiritual nature, it is presenting as light, and it's showing me the good intentions that each and every one of you have, that there is this purity of us and uh, sincerity and genuine quality being held within each and every one of you. And so it's because this spiritual being, this spiritual conglomerate is showing me the light. Now, the light isn't overwhelmingly brilliant, but it is there. And so the next part that, that's coming to me is that there's there's elements for all of us that where we um where we're we're dimming the light, so to speak, or we're not well let's start with dimming the light because there's other there's different elements here, but let's start with dimming the light. The dimming the light, I want everyone to begin to to let go of the the whole thing about um, you know, release the ideas that we need to hide the light, that we, we have to stand back. We can't get involved in some way. We are, you know, we're going to bother people if we reach out. They didn't, it's their private business. All of those kinds of things that we carry, many for good reason. I mean, you know, because we've been told it's none of your business, stay away. So the these kind of ideas, these kind of thoughts, these kind of um, beliefs that we carry, these viewpoints, we all have for many, many, many eons of lives actually seeing it coming in from so many, so many past and future now that isn't even funny. It's like it's just, oh my gosh, it's just absolutely, uh, it's, it's literally just pulling in from so many lives. The idea that we shouldn't reach out, that we need to, we don't want to bother them, we don't want to, you know, it's none of our business. Um, uh, we can't do anything anyway. We're just be, we would just be busybodies if we said anything. And all of these kind of things that we have where we've stood back, where we've not gotten involved, we have worked for the well-being of others. Now, here's the thing. When we release all this stuff and neutralize it, and I want everyone to send it, it doesn't mean that you're going to jump in every single time. But what it's going to do is it's going to take out the automatic reaction. And you'll look at it with more discernment. Is this a time I could I could say something? Or maybe not. So in other words, when we release the automatic pilot of not getting involved for whatever reason, then we we actually move into the place where we have choice to get involved or not. There may be some very uh, 
you know, some situations where you deem it, okay, this is not a time to get involved in other situations that you think, you know what, it looks a little awkward, it might be a little difficult, but I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to reach my hand across and see if I can be of help in any way. Because I really don't know how people are going to react. Because we don't know. But if we have that automatic pilot, we will just react, you know, automatically. So I want everyone to release all the reasons not to help others, not to reach out, not to give it a try. Okay? Obviously, we don't want to do it. We endanger ourselves. You know, there's gunshots flying. You know, maybe we don't want to do something that might endanger ourselves. But maybe you just see a little line of fire and you rush and you tackle that kid and you you just protect them because you've released some of these automatic things where you stand back and in that flash of a moment, you say, you know what, I can do this, and you do, and you go and you save that kid's life. You don't know. We release the automatic pilot, then we can react or choose to react in ways that we can be discerning in each moment. It's not just an automatic pilot. We're not going to get involved. So let's just keep releasing that. All right. Okay, well, if we've taken off a layer off the light, it got a, it got brighter just by releasing all of those reasons we give to ourselves. And here's another one. I'm too busy. Now, again, you heard in the earlier part of the show, it isn't about the amount that you do. It's what you can do in the, with your restrictions at, without sacrificing yourself. This isn't about self-sacrifice. It isn't about... Well, I have two free hours in my week. That's all. I'm going to go work at a soup kitchen. But instead of taking care of my family or myself or whatever, you might share the two hours, one hour for yourself and one hour for the soup kitchen. Or you might just do two hours, three weeks in a row on you because there's so many things screaming at you. And then once a month, you go to the soup kitchen. You, It's not about self-sacrifice. I want everyone to release the ideas um, that you need to sacrifice yourself and also that you need to have a lot of time. It isn't about enough time. It is the only way you can be spiritual if you have a lot of time. I want everyone to let go of all the ideas about time because time is can be our viewpoint about time could be such a restriction on us. It can hold us back. Oh, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time to do exercise. You have 15 minutes, and it might occur to you if you have all these time constraints, it might not occur to you that walking around the block is taking care of yourself physically. You don't need an hour to go to the gym. So it's not about doing, you know, filling up the time, you might have an hour and you do 15-minute walk, you do 15-minute um, helping your child with something, uh, and a half an hour uh, being there as a support because your husband had a, a tough day at work. So there, it, it's, it's, it's not about how much. If you find an hour once a day and you're helping in various areas with the well-being of others, including you're being spiritual. So we want to release the whole... The, the constrictions that we all hold about time. And time constrictions play out in all parts of our lives. So this is a very good one. And as it's being released, I can see the, the spiritual conglomerate on the hub 
is not only brighter, it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger in size and brighter. So we are taking off some layers that have held us all back simply from misunderstandings, misconceptions. You know, we we put the Mother Teresas of the world on pedestals that give their whole life to others. And so anything we do for 15 minutes feels like we're such a failure. It's like we're, we, we just... We can't match. We, you know, we're really lacking. And the, I want everyone to get, let that all those feelings go. There is, it is not about the amount that you do. It's finding where you are helping the well-being of others. And you, everybody has phases in their lives. So in certain phases, there'll be more attention to your own and others' well-being, and and certain phases less. The goal is to simply bring some balance and bring the opportunities the 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 to to let go of those automatic things that shut us down from being one that cares and helps with the well-being of others um okay so we're going to let go of the time thing the time constraints is really a big one Whew, i see a lot of that i don't know why coming out from the heart level the heart wrote the chest and the throat and the mouth. Um, okay, there's a lot of holding back of speaking out. Some of it is that reaching out to others and, and going to someone and say, can I help in some way or what's going on? Uh, I, um, I want to be there for you. Some of it is within that and not speaking out, not reaching across. But another part of this, guys, is not speaking up about ourselves to try to increase our own sense of well-being. And to do so, we need to communicate uh, often, not always, but we need to communicate with others sometimes. I mean, not not always, but often. So we, we need to open up and to be able to express who we are, um, how we're feeling, what our viewpoints are. It doesn't mean that maybe tomorrow our viewpoint will change because we'll learn some more or we'll... Uh, be introduced to a new concept we never had before, but it doesn't it doesn't mean you can't express in the moment even if your ideas or your concepts or your needs or your viewpoints change that's okay. you don't have to be who you are at this moment forever. We're all in a process of growing and becoming so much more so that's another part of it. I'm feeling a lot of that coming out from the chest, the throat, the heart. Um, there's a lot of pain here that needs to be expressed. There is um, okay, okay. What's what's coming up with this pain is that when we're in pain, is another reason we need to focus on our own well-being. When we're in pain, whether it's physical pain, you know, we have an illness or we've been injured or something, uh, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain or psychological pain. Whatever pain is, it it is distracts us or it it um I, I'm not sure of the exact word, but when we're in pain, that becomes our focus of attention, as it should be. We can't think about the well being of others when we're in deep pain. This is a time where we focus on our own well being. 
If it's physical pain, we we address it. We we try to get help from any direction, whether we're someone who uses the medical doctors and or the alternative modalities, uh, including the the energy work or you know maybe acupuncture or anything. We we need to address pain. So I want everybody to release the whole issue of pain. Because when we're in pain, now there's a lot coming out. It's like I opened up a hornet's nest. It's just pouring out, and this is physical pain, and it's emotional pain. It's uh, psychological pain. It's all sorts of pain. And I want to also release with it the the, um, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, all that surround the pain and it's all known and unknown we don't know everything all the causes all the ripple effects because when we're in pain that becomes the total now of course it needs to be because we need to deal with that pain Uh, but i also want to release uh but we can help by freeing some of our focus by releasing pain now and in fact, I'm seeing the, the the symbol growing bigger as we're releasing the pain. It's getting much bigger. It's so interesting because it doesn't look so human anymore. It's just getting very big and wide and solid. Uh, there's more essence, substance to it in some way. It's very interesting how it's shifting. I would not have expected this. So often my both go from the, the solid stuff to to delight it but this is it's not becoming solid dark but solid white it's just it's not really solid either it's just got a lot of substance so it's this spiritual side of us is 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 expanding and i want everyone to let go of the pain and level i want to just keep addressing that could be heartache it could be grief it could be loss it could be lack it could be uh, any kind of lack it could be physical pain, emotional pain, all all the kinds of pain that we carry, all the hurts, all the wounds. Whew. Wow. And it's just coming not only out of the heart, but I see it coming everywhere. Uh, and a lot of this pain is, um, I'm seeing self-identities. You know, We've built self-identities around our various pains. By self-identities, I mean we define ourselves by the pain that we have. Um, I'm just someone that's anxious all the time, or I'm someone who uh, has chronic back pain and I just have to get used to it, or I have PTSD and there's nothing I can do about it. It just is what it is, and I'll have to live with it the rest of my life. But I have the, you know, the reactions and and all the the results of PTSD I can't do anything about. I'm just helpless. So I want everyone to release whatever the the self-identities that they have related to pain because we aren't locked into any of those self-identities. We can continue to neutralize the pain, the suffering, and belief systems that have created the self-identities, the ideas that we're victims. That's a big one. So if we think we're a victim, we have we feel helpless, we feel powerless. So let's release the helplessness and the powerlessness. If we feel like victims, where are we going to feel like we can help anyone? 
when we're always behind ourselves, why why do we think we can be spiritual? We get caught up in our own victimhood and that becomes who we are sometimes. If it be, you know, some of us, and I know I've had the self, uh, the victim pattern, the victim self identity. Uh, I've worked really hard on it, so I don't feel that way anymore. But I can relate to it so strongly because it's it's almost it's part of the human condition. So many of us have it or have had it. So we want to release that victim pattern and the victim self identity because if we're always feeling helpless, helpless. Where will we find that inner that inner knowing, that inner strength, that inner beingness to look to our own well-being and look to the well-being of others? It won't happen um, because our point of focus is different. So we're, we're stuck with something that we believe won't change. And that's, if we believe that, then that will you know, we'll lock in that, you know, our belief system is, is so if we believe it won't change and we'll always be victims and there's nothing we can do to help ourselves or anyone else, that's where we'll stay. And that's a miserable place to stay, whether you want to be spiritual or not. So I'm just happy to, that it came up so we can all, again, although I've done it before, release, but we can do it many, many times because there are we've had so many lives. We're going to be releasing now victimology, that victimhood. And always, I've said, we also want to release the victimizer uh, part of us because we all have that too. And I've explained that because of blame. When we blame others, we become the victim and the others become the victimizer because it's their fault, you see, that we, whatever has happened to us. So, and same when others blame us, we become the victimizer and they're the victim. So blame, whatever we're blaming, however we do it, we create either within us or in others, the victim and the victimizer. We've been both. If you've never blamed anyone in your entire journey, then, you know, not hold for you. But I, it's just so much a part of the human condition, this blame thing and the finding fault that I think... We can pretty much say we all carry that. So let's release all of the blame issues, the victim and the victimizer issues, being blamed and blaming others, blaming ourselves. That's the double whammy. When you blame yourself, you're both a victimizer. Whoa, not a pretty picture. We don't want that. So we're going to release all of that. And Okay, the symbol is changing again. We're doing you're doing a really good job, guys. The there's so much releasing going on that the higher selves are showing me that symbol where all the inside the wagon wheel I see it is really dark. It's it's symbolic of all that's been released and now the light's coming in to neutralize it. It's just it's been nu- being neutralized ongoing, but the higher selves sometimes fill up the circle just to show me how much everyone is releasing and then they neutralize it. So uh, you're just doing a great job. There's a lot going on. Okay. Now, uh, another thing that's coming up is that whole self-sacrifice thing, the, the misunderstandings about spirituality and the need to self-sacrifice. 
that you consider a good person or a spiritual person if you have if you're not giving yourself away if you're not you know that you will be considered to be egotistical or prideful or selfish or something along those lines if you even think to uh, attend to your own well-being so we want to release that whole thing of self-sacrifice the the whole idea of self-sacrifice is prevalent on this planet and many other planets but it is it holds us into a state in a state of imbalance it holds us um to it to a place where we don't attend and uh, our own well-being and when we aren't attending to our own well-being we can get to a point where we're just no good to anybody we need to be attending to our own well-being if we live in a state of stress or we live to a state of inattention to our physical body, say, or to our families, can end up getting divorced or uh, something can happen which we then blame ourselves and then in comes the regret and in comes, you know, the, the self-loathing and all of that stuff. So we, we want to pay attention to ourselves. And I want everyone to release that self-sacrifice pattern and all the misunderstandings behind it, all the misconceptions, all the misinterpretations that, you know, self-sacrifice is the way to go. This is what spirituality means according to definitions we've taken on from, you know, not only in this life, depending on what modality you've been involved with, but also for sure in other lives, other spiritual uh, authorities, other other modalities that we've all been ex- uh, exposed to. So the I want everybody to release really big time the self-sacrifice. Just keep it flowing out. I'm going to call in Divine Flush to have, get everybody some help to release some of this because I feel some resistance to releasing the self-sacrifice. There's a lot today on the planet about being, you know, or moving into the, the the state of humility, as and that's put on the pedestal often. And if we're not that, then we're sitting in the ego, and that that's put on that's being denigrated often. Now, I um, I don't know all the different modalities, but I just get a sense of it uh, from here, and. But it's not just today. That kind of thing was prevalent in a lot of spiritual environments over the over time. And so we want to find a state of balance. We want to release those triggers where um, those belief systems that hold us stuck. Because if we're always in the humble state and allowing, you know, ourselves to come second, we aren't really being spiritual. We aren't attending to our own well-being. But it doesn't mean if we release humility and all the belief systems around it, it doesn't mean that we're immediately going to go and become egotistical. It's it's not an either-or thing. It just means that we are can then move to a balanced place where we can attend ourselves and others. So I want everyone to release all of that. Now what's coming up for me now, too, is guilt and shame. There's a lot of guilt and shame here based on what we didn't do, didn't say at, before. Or was yesterday or a week ago, a year ago, or lifetimes ago. There is also a lot of self-judgment that we carry about 
how we didn't help others, how we fell short, all of those kind of fault-finding things that we um, that we carry. Oh, we didn't do enough. That's another thing. Well, we tried, but, you know, it certainly wasn't enough. And so we're always... Uh, finding ways that we fall short, and I want everyone to begin to release those finding ways. And okay, this symbol is really changing now because everybody is doing a good job. But now this light thing that that's now no longer feeling human to me and shape is actually grown so big that it's becoming as big as the hub itself. What that means exactly, I don't know, but it's as if it's a, you know, you might think of it almost like a tree trunk, although it's white, it's light, it's 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 a beautiful uh, color, but it's becoming so large, it fills the symbolic circle of the hub, of the wheel, that it was sitting on to begin with. And so it feels to me like it's just becoming more of a sense that... Okay, I, I don't know exactly how to interpret it, but it feels like a really good thing. And the light itself is becoming more brilliant. It it was white, it was light, it, you know, maybe like clouds in the beginning. And now there's just this more brilliant and filling that hub. It's as if, I don't know, I want to call in divine spirituality, divine clarity, and divine unfoldment and divine destiny i just i just feel like that we can empower it some meanwhile we're still releasing all the things that we were releasing all that feelings of falling short and not doing enough and not helping enough um okay I don't know. The sense that I have of this is that the the connection, I want to call in divine connection too, because it feels to me like the spirituality that we all carry is connected at a very, it's just totally connected to the pure soul essence. That the desire, okay, okay, okay. The desire to help others is part of that pure soul essence and it feels like the womb energy is involved here too because it is the desire to create to move forward to become to express and that involves ourselves and others there's some there's just like an in innate sense of well-being right in that womb energy and the pure soul essence of course carries all of that and we all carry that pure soul essence it feels as now as if when we finish the healing and we all this this symbolic spiritual essence returns to each of us that it will power our connection to our own pure soul essence now that's well, that we are in the process of empowering our own connection to our pure soul essence, which carries that purity of purpose, that sincerity of motive. And it is going to be moving in through and around and becoming uh, more a part of each person's consciousness, of their actions, 
of the, the way their life unfolds. It feels connected to the destiny pattern. It feels as if you, we've all shedded elements that held us back from the destiny pattern because the destiny pattern in in general is spiritual in nature. It's about helping others, caring for others, caring for the well-being of others. That's the, the nature of a destiny pattern. And because you've all been part of this healing and have been dropping away or releasing and neutralizing a, a lot of these things that were holding us back, it's as if some of the mo- momentum or movement uh, into, and, and many of you are probably already involved in some sort of destiny pattern, but it will it will um, move it forward even more. The baby steps will become a little bit larger. The, um, the opportunities will present themselves. Doors will open and that kind of thing. It feels very much tied to this, the feeling of purpose in life, that purpose of destiny in life. Now, each and every one of us has our own unique destinies. Your destiny just may be something relatively uh, small, something that where you're very active in the neighborhood, like I gave that other example before. Maybe you're the first one to welcome in the new one. The house transitions to someone new, uh, is sold, and someone new moves in. Um, you just may be someone that, you know, helps connect, you know, a family moves in with kids and you help, help them get to know other families in the neighborhood with kids that age. It can be something very simple as that. You may work in a big movie studio and you're the one that, uh, keeps the scheduling going so that the, the creative projects get, get done, uh, on time. It, it's not necessarily about some sort of huge destiny where you you have fame and fortune and you have a global reach. The the destiny will be determined by each individual soul at the level that they are. Where I mean, it, it, not at the level, but in in the arena that 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 soul chooses, and the timing will be completely individual in nature. Some may not move into a more a place unfolding the destiny until after they've retired from work and maybe they've become empty nest and now they decide they want to follow up on their interest in astrology and uh, that moves them forward into many different arenas where they they uh, resonate to and decide they want to uh, help in that way. You just never know. Um, and and there's no judgment here. Some souls even come in not to have a destiny in some lives, so not everyone will be uh, beating down the door to help others. We are in a time where many are out there doing that, so there is for everyone, which is fantastic. But again, there is no restriction on how we do it, where we go, but clearly this healing is helping with that destiny unfoldment. And I didn't know it was going to go there, but that's what the higher selves are indicating to me. So the the idea is that the spiritual nature freed up somewhat from releasing all of these patterns. The spiritual nature has been, you know, a lot of blocks or resistance or the misunderstandings and things that hold us back have been let go. It's very exciting. I feel uh, a huge amount of movement and the 
the symbol is filling the hub in a, in a very uh, round way. In other words, there aren't like gaps and holes that would indicate to me, well, some people didn't really move forward with the healing. It feels really across the board that the people here were the ones that would be interested in it, so it makes sense to me. But sometimes we can have resistance at the soul level when even when we we also want something that we're resistant to. So, you know, mixed feelings, that's pretty much where we are in a lot of things. So I feel like across the board, everyone did a great job. I wanted to see anything else that we need to address here. And I'm just feeling um, the the top of this very round, very sort of solid, beautiful, brilliant light that's filling the circle of the hub, at the top, I see all these colors, and it, the colors are becoming uh, stuff like flowers and uh, music, and uh, I, I can't even tell you, it's so busy becoming, it's as if it's birth, the, this, this beautiful, brilliant energy is giving birth to creativity on multiple levels. I mean, so much creativity and and giving birth to more and more well-being. No matter who you are or where you are, it is the increase in the well-being of the individuals, each individual and also the well-being of the individuals that the that those present touch, the lives they touch. It, it feels like it's bringing in... Um, uh, a lot of healing energy, a lot of healing energy where just by improving our own well-being and working on the spiritual, the, the, this, the spiritual side of us that had blocks and resistance, we are enabling, we're opening up to some improvement in healing ability and whatever level you might be healing. Now, you may just arm or hold their hand and you might be sending light consciously or unconsciously through your hand or maybe it's healing through your words or just healing by by being in your energy but there is healing energy coming in here uh, to heal the self and others it's very beautiful I'm I'm really it's a beautiful symbol and the creations just keep growing it's it's non it's not there's nothing um, there's no end game it's just going to continue to expand, and it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful cornucopia of well-being on every level for the South and others to play here. So with that, the it's not very long healing, but the, the without the higher selves are um, closing down the forever now moment to down, now we're still in the now moment. I just want to go around and see if there's anything I need attention to on the rim here. No, I'm not nothing is being brought to my attention. So um I feel like everybody's doing well. The um the cocoon is put being put into place so uh, the processing will continue. I do feel some heart stuff still going on. So don't be surprised if you're still releasing out of the heart level because the there's still some some pain, there's still some grief, some sorrow, some 
hurt, that kind of thing happening and, and the release is still coming out of the heart level. So if you are a part of the healing, I ask that you just, you know, if you're listening, just keep allowing that to flow. Keep uh, saying to yourself, I am releasing this and just allow it to happen because um, that pain is definitely a big part of HOLAC and we want to let that go as much as we can. So that is ongoing. Cocoon, of course, will help you acclimate as best you can. I'm just going to check one in the symbol. And the higher selves are indicating, they're, they're indicating by the symbol now, the different pieces from all of the those of you who stood on the rim, they're being returned now. And each of you are taking... Uh, not only getting back your spiritual peace, but it's much much greater. At, but you're also getting all that creation stuff that was happening at the top. <laughs> it's really pretty. So you're having another, it's like a bunch of colors coming in. Um, it, you know, symbolically, it's just beautiful. It's as if you're bringing in the horn of plenty or something. You're you're bringing it within you, and your spiritual side is has been empowered and your um, connection to the spiritual side has been empowered and the unfoldment of the spiritual side is has been empowered. So again, this is not at the expense of the physical side. It is to enhance the everything in your life including paying attention to the well-being of your physical side. Okay, guys? So we we did good. You, you all did really well, and you all are, you know, you've all taken some really good steps today. And with that, the higher selves are indicating that the healing is, is done. And so I guess it's done. And what time is it? It's not even, oh, we have like 50 minutes left. Wow, it was short, but powerful. Oh, my gosh. I felt like so much was going on. Uh, Everybody really did such a good job. Wow. I just have to drink a little water here, guys. Ooh, all that talking that I do, don't you know? My mouth gets dry. Okay. I don't know, um, I don't have much more to talk about. I do want to at least announce, for those of you who are local, that I am going to be at the New Earth Expo on Sunday, the 19th, this coming Sunday. It's uh, held at the Airtel Hotel in Van Nuys, and I think it's Van Nuys, or Lake Balboa, I think it's called, but it's right near the Van Nuys Airport, and I really encourage anyone to come to to join the fun. Uh, I will be giving a talk at 5 o'clock for a half hour at, about soul psychology. And my the second half hour at 5.30, I'll be doing a group healing there related to the talk. So it will be fascinating and interesting, and you get another, and it's free. You know, it doesn't cost anything. And there uh, there's a lot of really good people there, a lot of uh, speakers and a lot of, Big part of the the, uh, exhibitors are there are a lot of great exhibitors there, so 
So I encourage anyone who can to come. If you do come stop by at my table, I'd love to meet you if I haven't already. And there's I've got ponds and lots of stuff for, for people who would drop by. And coupons, which like a discount my private sessions. <laughs> and um, I would just love to see you. And I think it will be a wonderful event. So that's that. Um, what else? I guess I do want to mention that my book is going to be launched on August 19th. And it's going to be out on Create Space, which is the online version of Amazon. So I'm excited about it. It's called Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. It is the foundation of a lot of the stuff that I talk about and the healings, but it is so much more. There's a lot, a lot in that book. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't have time to go into on the show, but I think you'll find it fascinating, and I think you'll find it answers a lot of questions, fills in a lot of gaps for you, and you know. It'll give you food for thought, if nothing else. So I'm excited about the book. And I think that's kind of it. Oh, my email, oh, I didn't even say that. Um, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. If you have any suggestions, like Suzanne, she had a terrific suggestion for for what I should work on on the show. If you have any suggestions, any questions, any requests for healings, individual healing, uh, comments, anything. I would just love to hear from you, Janet, at JanetRichmond.com. I know we're all busy, but, you know, you don't have to write a real long email. It can be two or three sentences. And I will get back to you, each and every one of you. And so you're part of the show, too, guys. So I really encourage you. And I, you know me. I can always think of things. I've always, you know, I've got so much I can talk about. It's not like you have to make the show work because I don't know what I'm doing or what to talk about. It's just that I really want to share the show with you and your suggestions matter to me. And I was really happy that Suzanne gave me those suggestions. Now, if you don't need a suggestion of her show, maybe you just want a healing or maybe you just want to make comments, you know, anything is fine. And so please, please reach out. Okay. And my website is either JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com. Either one gets you there. Got a lot of free stuff on there. All my shows are, are my radio shows for now almost four years. They're also indexed, so you can surf through them, find things that re- resonate with you. The early shows in 2011, I spent a lot of time explaining stuff. So if you want to start at the beginning, in a way, it's helpful because you'll get some uh, background understanding. Most of those shows, too, I think all but just a couple, maybe, have healings in them. You'll see how the healings have evolved, but even back then, they're, they're amazingly helpful. And so not only will you understand stuff more if you start at the beginning, but you will also get the healings, each and every one you listen to. And you can download them. They're podcasts. You can load them onto your phone or any other iPod or MP3 player, um, or you can listen to them right from the computer. So, you know, it's user-friendly. <laughs> and I guess that's it, guys. I just invite you to be in, even more involved with what I'm in, be part of the, the movement and 
any questions you have, please reach out, okay? All right, so I guess with that, I will end the, the show, and next week I will be back, and maybe I'll get an email with a suggestion. I don't have an idea yet what it'll be next week, but it will be something interesting. <laughs> All right, guys, love you so much. Thanks so much for being a part of my life. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.